Welcome to Real Testaments, the messages shared at Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. We trust God that through this message, your life will be transformed and you will receive grace to influence your world. God bless you as you listen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I just want us to go straight to the scripture for today, Hebrews chapter 11. I just want to draw your attention to, you know, encourage you on, on something that is important. Um, and, and Hebrews chapter 11 is the scripture that gives us what we call the hall of fame. You know, if you read from verse 1 all the way down, you see the Bible talking about great and mighty people who, who did awesome things through trusting in God and having faith in his word. I want us to read from verse 32 to verse 35. Hallelujah. This morning I'll be talking about against all odds. Praise God. And the reason I think it's important at this time to talk about this is because, you know, some of us have had our projections for 2020 strongly or greatly affected by the happenings around the world. And it's important for you to know that victory is still possible. For everyone who is, a, who is a fan of football, you know that five minutes is a lot of time. In five minutes, you can move from losing to winning. You can also move from winning to losing. A lot can happen in five minutes. How much more when you have four months? Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody this morning? And so our teaching this morning is on against all odds. And look at what the Bible says in this place about these heroes of faith. He said, and what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to talk about Gideon, and of Barak, and of Samson, and of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets. I'm reading down to verse 35. He said, who through faith, you need to watch this. The Bible recorded them not because their names sounded beautiful to the ears, not because of any other thing, not because they acclaimed a lot of wealth in their lifetime. But he tells us here why their names are on the Bible's heroes of faith. He said, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mount of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the urge of the sword, out of weakness, we are made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to fly the armies of the alien. So he begins to tell us great and mighty things that they did, but how did they do it? By intelligence? No. By what? Faith. He says, women received their dead raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection hallelujah so i said i'm talking on against all odds i want you to get to that place in your life where the things that are ahead of you are not enough to dictate where your faith would be i'll repeat it i want you to get to that place in your life where the things in front of you the things that you see the things that you touch the things that you feel the things that your five senses and even the sixth sense appreciate and take claim on. I want you to get to that place in your walk with God that they will not be enough to dictate where your faith would be. Because great faith, mountain moving faith is based on what the word of God says. 
A lot of Christians are frustrated when it comes to the talk of faith, when it comes to walking by faith. It's very popular in church. It's a topic that is very popular in church. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that we are saved through faith. Because we don't see Jesus, but yet we believe. And we accept that he died for us. So we ask, that's, that's the beginning of our salvation. So if you ask me, I would say the topic of faith is the most popular in church. But it's also the most misunderstood. Many a times you hear testimonies like the ones that we just read this morning of people that have done mighty things by faith. And you see people also share testimonies in their lifetime that you see and you hear the things that they have done and experienced. But when you look at your life, you cannot really put those things together. You don't seem to have those kind of miracles. You don't seem to have those kind of experiences where the word of God comes true for you or where you come true for the word. Hallelujah. So the talk of faith could become very frustrating. But the funny thing is that you cannot do without faith if you want to experience the hand of God in your life. Praise God. It is not the tears that move God. It is not the shouting that move God. It's not the dressing that moves God. The only thing that moves God is faith. Because faith is the only thing that alludes to God's existence without physical evidence. As a matter of fact, the Bible makes us to understand in, in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3, it says, by faith we know that the walls were framed by the word of God. So the world itself was created by faith. Praise God. So it means to say that if our world was created by faith, the only way to recreate our world is also going to be by what? Faith. So a student of faith is that person who releases himself to learn and to understand how to use faith to make things happen. Because faith is the link between the supernatural and the physical and the natural realm. Because all the things that you dream about, all the goals that you have, all the wonderful pictures of yourself that you see, exist already in the realm of the spirit. Before God said, let there be light, there was light in the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. God was not describing something. He didn't use one or two. He didn't use a long sentence. He said, let there be light. That means he knew what light was. So light must have been existing somewhere. He only brought the light that existed in the realm of the spirit to the physical realm. Let there be water. There was water somewhere. Praise God. And so the child of God needs to grow to that level also where you see things that God sees. Hallelujah. Praise God. Mm. And so because there have been so many different things people said and, and did in the name of faith, we confuse so many things for faith. Number one, we confuse prayer for faith. Because you pray does not necessarily mean that you have faith. Some people even pray without even believing what they are praying for. Oh, a man in Mark chapter 9 came to Jesus and his son was sick and vexed with a demon. And he had brought him to the disciples to heal. And they couldn't do that. And the first thing when he came to Jesus and complained, the first thing Jesus said to him was what? Have faith. You can pray without having faith. In fact, I have seen many people who pray and immediately they finish praying. The very first action they took was exactly opposite the faith. Give me a typical example. On a beautiful day, you would say, oh God, 
I'm going out today. I don't want there to be rain. Oh, God, let there be no rain today. In Jesus' name, amen. And then as you got to the gate, say, oh, please get me that umbrella. Hello? <laughs> what have you just done? You just, you just annulled the prayer. There was no faith in it. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Some people think that hope is faith. Hope is just an expectation. The Bible says what a man hoped for, why does he yet, how did they put it again? Wait for it. You know, so many times what we call faith is actually hope. You say, ah, brother, what did they happen? How things be? Oh, boy, now God hand we do, we just they look God. That is not faith, that is hope. You know, hope is like, for instance, we are saved today, but we are not raptured already. Are we raptured? But there is a hope that we have that when Jesus comes, that he will come a second time, and that when he comes, we'll be caught up with him, and there will be a transformation. Amen? That is hope. We believe it. We expect it. We look forward to it. Know that the Bible says, it says he that has his hope purifies himself. So we are preparing for it. But that is not faith. It is hope. Some people think that the emotions are faith. Emotions are not faith. It doesn't matter how many times you, you weep in the place of prayer. That doesn't make it effectual. Hallelujah. It's not the weeping that makes prayer effectual. Oh, glory be to Jesus. So what is faith? Faith is the action you take based on the word of God. Faith is an action. All these people that we read about in Hebrews, all of them did something. It wasn't hope. It wasn't just prayer. It was an action. No matter the Bible, in talking about faith, defining faith in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1, he said, faith is the substance of things hoped for. In other words, faith is even the evidence of the hope. He said, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things what? Not seen. Hallelujah. Not seen in the physical realm. So the man who is, who is walking on the mountain moving faith sees things before they become reality in the physical. Hallelujah. Praise God. So it has to be something that is tangible. Amen. It has to be tangible. It has to be something that you can see. Praise God. Not just an expectation. And why faith has become so frustrating for a lot of people, because they have also done things thinking that we're in faith, but then it just it didn't work out. It, it turned out not to be faith. Hallelujah. Okay, quickly, just to bring this a little bit home, let me give you examples of a few persons who display things that we can use to help us to understand why God was moved by their faith. Abraham is a typical example. In Romans chapter 4, verse 17 to 22, we see the story of Abraham. God told Abraham, and this is one major thing that you need to see, for everybody that displayed mountain-moving faith, the first fundamental you will see in their life is what Abraham displayed. Let me tell you what happened. God came to Abraham. Abraham was not begging. Abraham was not a poor man. Abraham lived amongst his people. He was not a fugitive. 
He was amongst his people. God came to him and said, Abraham, leave your father and your mother and your kindred and follow me to a place I will show you. And the Bible says straight away, Abraham left everybody, took his wife and family and followed God. He had no idea where he was going to. There was no map. Why? He took God's word to be final. There was no time to debate it. Think about them. Think about David. Think about Joshua. Think about everybody, Moses. All the heroes of faith. They all took God's word to be final. When God spoke, as long as they knew it was God, they acted. And as he was following God, God said to him, Oh, by the way, you don't have a child. I'm going to make you the father of many nations. And the man changed his name. From Abram to Abraham, father of many nations. And he didn't have a child. He didn't have a child. It's like, it's like a man that has no child, calling himself Baba Beji. What do they call twins? Father of twins. Am I right? Imagine that. You say, where are you going to? I'm going to Baba Beji's house. I'm going to Mama Ejima's house. And the woman has no child. Now, imagine if you were Abraham, how comfortable it would be to be broadcasting to everybody. Because when, when you say, what's your name? You are broadcasting the meaning of your name. And what's your name? Mama Beji. What's your name? Mama Ejima. And so when someone says, I'm going to Mama Ejima's house, he expects that when he gets there, at least there will be at least how many children? Two. That's what it was like. Bible says that he counted God faithful. Bible says in Romans chapter 4 that he staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but trusted them that have spoken. For him, the word of God was final. God said, I am the father of many nations, so it is. Hallelujah. You need to get to that point in your life. You will look at 2020 and say, this is my year of productivity. And so it was, it is. Hallelujah. Praise God. And when we looked at a guy called Noah in Genesis chapter 5 and chapter 6, Noah had never seen flood in his life. Noah had never seen a ship or a boat. God said to Noah, build an ark. An ark was a big ship. Do you think he built that ark in two days, two weeks, three weeks? It took years. It took years to build the ark. And he was preaching and telling everybody, flood is going to come and wipe away everybody. Even the people, the carpenters that helped build the ark, the laborers, the architects, all of them, as they were building and collecting their money, they said, ah, foolish old man. <laughs> Boza. They collect their money at the end of the day. Nobody believed him. I think the only reason his immediate family joined him was out of respect. Because at the time Noah entered the ark and shot it, there was no drop of rain, man of God. No rain, no cloud. You think if there were evidence that people would not have rushed to join him? There was nothing to dictate that there was going to be a flood. But this man said, God said there will be a flood. And I should build an ark to escape the flood. There was no rain, there was no storm, there was no evidence. No weather report, ladies and gentlemen. No weather report said there was going to... Even these days, some of you hear the weather report, you don't even obey it. 
He says it's government propaganda. They want to make money. Am I touching somebody now? <laughs> Hallelujah. But for this man, God's word was what? Final. He made investment for years. Took his time. Gathered the animals. And built the ark. Did the rain come? What about Jehoshaphat in Second Chronicles chapter 20? The guy was faced with an enormous army. Five great kingdoms gathered against him to the point that the king that's supposed to lead battle started crying. Do you, do you understand what it means for a king to start crying? He wasn't crying in secret, ladies and gentlemen. He was crying in the open. If, if not, they wouldn't have seen it to write it down. He was crying in the open. Everybody was crying. Because they knew it was army for army, they had no chance. And they went to God, and they prayed. And God said, come on, come on Jehoshaphat, this battle is not yours anymore. <laughs> Be still and see the salvation of God. I will fight this battle. And guess what? How do you know that he believed God? The next thing the guy did, when approaching, because God told them the next day, go and face them. When approaching them, he didn't put the tanks in front. He didn't put their biggest array of equipment and weapons in front. Guess who he put in front? Heaven whispering. He put the singers in front to praise God for a victory that he has no ability to achieve. He started praising God. Ah, God said that he's fighting this battle. God, if God they fight him, God don't win. And he started singing and dancing. You intelligent people, how would you have seen that kind of person? Would you have praised him that this is a good strategy? But when you are walking by faith, <laughs> you see things that are not visible to physical eyes. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Or is it Joshua that was facing the battle of his life? He wanted to enter Jericho, and Jericho, as at the time, was the most organized city on earth with the best defense you can imagine. And God said to Joshua, just move around this city. How many times? Seven times and shout. I can imagine how the people that were following Joshua would have been feeling. What kind of military strategy is this? Did Jericho fall, ladies and gentlemen? Three things or five things to make your faith work. And I will close with that. Number one, I have already mentioned. You must accept God's word to be final. If God's word says it, that settles it. If God's word says it, that settles it. And God's word, I've said it. He says you are a success. He says you are a victor. In fact, he says you are more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. I'm just trying to help you. Do not look at the physical evidence. Look at the evidence that is in the word of God. Number two, you have to see it first in the eye of the spirit. It is not necessarily the action that makes the faith work. You have to see it first. It has to settle inside you. You don't do it because somebody else did it. I've heard of people who heard a teaching like this and where maybe they were, they were sick and on medication and just threw their medicine away. Until you receive it in your spirit, man, you can't act on it yet. I don't know if I'm making sense this morning. Yes, 
Hallelujah. Because someone else did it does not mean you should do it. That word has to be personified. You have to get to a point where it becomes revelation to your spirit man. You see it in the eyes of faith. You see it happening. Then you take the steps in the physical. That's the only reason why a man will be celebrating in the midst of a battle. Because he has seen the victory in the eye of faith, in the eye of the spirit. Because faith is a response of the human spirit to the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And then when you see it in the spirit, you see that victory in the spirit, you take a hold of it. Jesus Christ said in Mark chapter 11 verse 24, he said, what things soever when you pray, believe that you receive and you will have. Believe that you receive. That's where it is. Take a hold of it in the spirit. Take a hold of it in the spirit. And what do you do after you take a hold of it? You will confess it. He that saith to this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast to the other side of the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes in what he said, shall have what he said. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. And when you confess it, then you take the most important step. You action it. You action it. The action is the evidence that the faith exists in the heart. You action it. Faith is seen. Faith is not believing. Faith is not hope. Faith is the action you take because of what you believe. Faith is the action you take as a response to the word of God that you have received in your spirit, not in your head. That is what is called mental ascent. You mentally ascend to something does not mean it is faith. You agree with it. God can heal me. Oh yes, it's God, I know it. That's mental ascent. But when you hear it and there is a faith response in your heart, you will see the healing in your body. And that can take a while. Faith is action. Faith is action. Faith is what? Action. In Mark chapter 2, from verse 1 to verse 5, the Bible gave a story of four men whose friend was sick with a palsy. And they heard that Jesus was in town. And they came to where Jesus was. And there was no way to have access to where Jesus was. The Bible said they went and tore the roof and lowered their friend in front of Jesus. The Bible said, and when Jesus saw their faith, when he saw their faith, faith is seen because it's an action. Hallelujah. I said to you today, this morning, you are bigger than what they say you are. You are more successful than what the world says you are. You are not who your colleagues think you are. Your boss has no right to define you. You are bigger than what people see. You are bigger than even what you see. Except you are beginning to see things the way God sees them. That victory is certain and it is yours. That uplifting is certain and it is yours. That testimony is ripe and it is yours. You cannot be crushed when God is standing by your side. 
All things are possible to you. That future is certain and it is bright. I see it. I know it. Because he says the path of the righteous turns upwards only. It doesn't come down. You will never say about your yesterday, the good old days. No way. Your best days are in the future. They are in the future. They are in the future. If you thought you have seen glory, you have seen nothing. Because what God has in store for you is bigger than what you have seen. It's bigger than what you have experienced. I just want to challenge you. Take God's word for what it is. Because that is the word that will make you in the mighty name of Jesus. May mountains bow before you. May mountains bow before you. May oppositions bow before you. May the word of God that you have received in your heart make a champion out of you. In the mighty name of Jesus, may you testify of his faithfulness, of his goodness, and of his mercies. May you always be filled with gratitude of the great and mighty things that he has done in your life. Because God's hand is mighty upon you. You are more than a conqueror because you live by faith. Against all odds, you will celebrate in Jesus' name. Amen. This message was brought to you by Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. For more information, visit our website www.churchforreal.org Church for Real. Influence your world.